Never has to be pertinent. Hi. Hi. I'm Dan. I'm Dan. I'm Alistair. And uh, this is Digest My Shorts. Well, we're going to watch every episode of The Simpsons until we give up. Hooray! Have we skipped any so far? No. And that's our promise to you, folks. And today we just watched Bart Gets Hit by a Car. The most unimaginable. <laughs> now you mention it, it really was a pragmatic title yeah one that they even felt the need to have at the start of the episodes yes it had a title which yeah which I don't think I've ever seen before in The Simpsons that's fair they no that? we did have it in one other one previous one before is it the Christmas one no but I can't remember which one it was but if you listen to our podcast back you will hear me mention it I'm not going to do that fair enough um, that's weird I wonder what what prompted them to do it for this episode? I wonder if they were like, we'll do it for every episode. I don't know. It was the full title sequence as well, so maybe it was part of the kind of drawing it out. Maybe. Would you like to explain in 19 seconds what happened in today's episode? Bart gets hit by a car, driven by Mr Burns. Uh, Lionel Hutz, the lawyer, persuades Homer to sue Mr Burns for a million bucks. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and encourage Bart to lie. Marsh tells the truth, because uh, she's cool. Uh, they don't get a million bucks. Fair enough. And Homer has a crisis. I quite like the crisis. I didn't like the crisis. Well, uh, yes, to explain the crisis, it could have ended with Homer being sad because they didn't get a million bucks. But instead he goes to the pub and Marge goes to find him there and he explains that he's worried that every time he looks at her, he will remember the million bucks he could have had. And so she goes, well, I can't wait to find out whether you love me or not. And he looks at her and, and decides that he does love her. I, I liked that. I liked the, they weren't just going to end on the, I know there's a comedic thing that you, I don't know, there's a, you could draw a certain graph of highs and lows. Mm. And it didn't end at the point where it all goes back to normal. They had like a little blip afterwards, which was a, the fallout. They, I liked the fact they looked at the fallout, the consequence. I don't feel like the episode deserved that fallout. Fair enough. I reckon they could have saved that for a more, a better episode or a puzzle or a movie, maybe. Fair enough. Well, that was like such a big event, and they just seemed to to go over it really quickly. That's true. And I think they could have saved it for some kind of event episode. Or I did feel if they hadn't though, they there would have been a um, a judgment about. One side being right and the other wrong. In this case, Marge being right, and this helped. So, yeah, it wasn't very more. It wasn't morally absolute, which obviously I prefer it if it isn't, because I think Marge was wrong. Um, she wasn't just honest on the stand in court. It wasn't nothing but the truth. She actually really, really denigrated their doctor <laughs> and said that Bart hadn't suffered at all. He was hit by a car. And there were medical bills. And they didn't... That's what she said. She said she'd be happy with the medical bills and an apology. No, in the court, she said that if it cost them anything, cost them the £5, they would have, $5 oh, yeah. they would have given Bart 
so they they got nothing, and they were they were definitely you know. <laughs> Uh, obviously, part of the, the thing of that kind of case is that Mr. Burns shouldn't be driving if he's going to hit kids in the street. He should be allowed to hit any child he likes. It, but, but, I mean, this slight disagreement aside, it was a good episode, yeah? Yeah, I in my mind, I have, I have a bad memory of the episode, and I think mm-hmm. it might be the ending. I didn't like the ending. That's fair. Um, but no, I did enjoy it more than I thought I would. It's my favourite Lionel Hutz episode. I think that was the first appearance by, by Mr. Hutz. My favourite Dr. Nick Riviera episode. I think, again, first appearance. And even the judge whose name I don't know, um, who you'll know because he has a weird neck beard, um, if you at home. Um, I don't think it is his first episode, but it's a good one of his. It is good. I can't think which episode they were in court, but... They've been to court. Well, maybe he was the judge at Krusty the Clowns? Ah, uh, yes, that thing. would be right. Also, it had one of, uh, not one of my favourite characters, but I'm really glad to see him. Uh, one of Mr. Burns's lawyers, who's the, got blue hair and a funny nose. The Weasley voice one. Yeah, yeah. I really like him. He's, a, he's horrible, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, a slimy lawyer type. Slimy lawyer. Yes. Oh, really? But I heard you say, yeah, it's that kind of thing. Um, did you have a favourite gag? Because I think there were some good things. I wrote some down. Um, yes, so... In the court, when they're going over their stories, yeah. Bart has a very... Um, Mr. Burns basically being a horrible driver, mm-hmm. very skewed towards... Very biased retelling of the story. Yeah. And then with Mr. Burns' one, it's all very nice and sweet, a bit, bit toyland. Yeah. But when he hits Bart uh, accidentally, he hold, cradles him and goes, Take me! <laughs> I'm old! <laughs> Which I, I thought was very funny. I liked about that. He also he um, he threw Smithers under the bus in court <laughs> by suggesting that Mister Smithers had said, "Leave him. We'll just we'll just keep going." And uh, and when the court respond to the story, everyone, including Mister Smithers, uh, are staring. Mr. Way Waylon uh, are, are staring daggers at him. Maybe they should have called the episode "Smithers Gets Thrown Under a Bus." That would have. That's very clever, because really. Aren't we all under a bus? Aren't we all? Um, the wheels on the bus go round So my favourite. You only asked me that because you wanted to tell me yours, didn't you? Well, I just—it's you know—it's like how is your day, dear? You you really it's don't like, finish, finish. And my day has been. I was more going to say it'd be nice just to be asked. In you know, how my day was. Okay, I'll give you a chance. My favourite mm. bit. Yeah. Uh, what was your favourite joke? Right, my favourite was Lionel Hutz. Um, when Homer goes to see him in his office, he says something like, um, oh, you seem so well-educated. And Lionel Hutz goes, yes, Harvard, Yale, Oxford, the Sorbonne, the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a university, it's a, it's a museum. Really? <laughs> yes. And a palace. Um, I quite like that. And also I like Lisa saying, Mr. Hutz, are you a shyster? <laughs> well, that's a good word, isn't it? Yeah. Shyster. Shyster. Um, the, uh, no. the origin of that is? I I think it's Yiddish. Okay. I, I don't know, actually. That could that could not be not be true at all. Uh, I like the fact um Homer, not Homer, Bart has an out-of-body experience. I really like that bit. Um, yeah. It was animated very nicely, and there was some really cool imagery. Yeah. Right. Do you want to explain what happened in that bit? Uh, he gets on the escalator to heaven, mm. and spits over the side, <laughs> falls to hell. 
and meets the devil, who's kind of a cross between Herman and Otto. Uh, that's fair. Um, and Herman the... was also in this episode, sorry. Oh, Herman was also in this episode. Um, and then the devil checks his his files on a computer, realises that Bart isn't due to die for another 100 years. Yeah. And then made a baseball reference. Whatever baseball is. I completely missed the baseball reference. I think he said, like, you're not due to die till so-and-so the next wins the, ne- the World Series. Yeah, the Red Sox or the Yankees yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yes, which is new for... An- yes, you're right. And yes, um, I quite like the fact that when he first went into hell, it was a painting by Hieronymus Bosch. It was, wasn't it? But Simpsonized, And, and that, it worked. And it, it didn't matter if you didn't. I mean, it was. It wasn't like what. What is this image? It was either a weird image or a, a reference Hell image. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is that the one with the? There's like a bloke sitting on a knife. Yeah, I think it's a representation of dreams. Is it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but it's a nasty picture. Isn't it? There's. A, I have a book over there, with, which is the, somewhere one of those books. It is the cover image of okay. we're going to find this book and we'll show it to you all yes we'll hold it up to the mic yeah, yeah. Um, uh, good mic by the way yeah we've got uh, well it's not new I dug mm. it out it's been in a box for a few years yep so viewers might we don't have viewers <laughs> I don't know there's lots of viewers just holding out to see this this painting fair enough uh, but listeners may, may may notice an improvement in quality I hope so. certainly hope so yeah We've got a mixing desk, we've got a mic. Yeah, uh, oh. that's it. <laughs> we've got a little table stand with a mic. Sellotape. Sellotape to it. Uh, our chairs are less squeaky. Yeah. Uh, we're putting less drinks near the microphone now. Um, no drink on the table. Obviously, that's only so we don't spill anything on the mixing desk. Well, also, I have this, I have this bottle of beer now. I didn't want the sound of it to interfere. I think we're, we're, we're taking this a bit more seriously. But I did also notice something about today's episodes, which we have mentioned on the podcast before. Okay. If you cast your mind back to our Halloween special, we talked very briefly about the situation not being messed up by, I don't know. Um, not, not for instance, by Homer's. Um, I can't. Uh, I can't think. I can't think of the word. I can't. Think, but he didn't mess it up with through his through his stupidity. No. It was messed up by Marge pointing out the moral. So yeah. the yeah, which we talked about in the Halloween episode that it was uh, often in the Simpsons. It's the Goody Two Shoes who ruins it by pointing out that there's a problem, mm. not by. Yeah, and I kind of feel that I. This is what but I feel. Are they here. really ruining it? Because isn't it better to be honest and poor than not but, rich and dishonest? Which is easy for someone. I, easy for us to say is, you know, we live at with a level of privilege. Well, and we're not uh, earning, but yeah, <laughs> speak yourself. I've always been, you know, I've never been able to afford to go on holiday, you know, and. and but, you, but I, relatively yeah. speaking, we live in a first world yes. country. We've both got families and safety nets. Yeah. The worst case scenario, we can fall back on. Yeah, but the so Sim- the Simpsons that's to say money isn't an but issue. But the Simpsons don't. No, the Simpsons don't. They have three kids and medical bills, and you know, I. Yeah, 
I'm I'm not sure I agree with Marge. I Obviously, I agree that they shouldn't do the shyster lawyery stuff. Mm. But I absolutely think that when she was on the stand and asked whether Bart had suffered, she would have said, yes, he's been through this awful experience and served some kind of yeah. compensation. I can see that. So, I, it was interesting. I, I also liked that when she was asked the opinion of the doctor, she said... Um, my mother always said, if I can't say anything nice, not say anything at all. <laughs> and Homer said to uh, Lionel Hutz, well, that's stood up in court. And uh, Mr. Hutz went, no, I've tried a bit. <laughs> but, I like yeah. that one of her criticisms was his uh, office was dirty. Yes, yeah. Um, a really interesting episode. Again, I don't know if I know uh, if I agree with the, the politics. Obviously, I, I don't think people should be defrauding people. I agree with the general, mm. the general gist of living honestly yeah that's fair um although if you're gonna do fraud someone it might as well be mr burns who has way too much money and is a legitimately horrible person yeah, yes so and and hits a child with a car, and hit a child with a car. it is really interesting like remorse. actually and i remember this from my childhood when you get uh, yes this is really interesting for me when um bad guys in kids films get away without their punishment it really bothered me as a child. Yeah. Like just, I can't think of an example, but that you you have a kids' film and there's say a case of money or whatever, mm. and the bad guy gets the case of money. But I can think of a really good example actually. It's Wonderful Life. Um, Mr. Potter, the evil banker in that, he steals money, which leads to um, the suicide attempt and all the things that happen in It's Wonderful Life. That he never suffers for that. He gets away with it. He gets away with it, and there's there's no. Welcome to the real world, jackass. But, that, but that's exactly it. It's like in reality, I don't expect there to be any kind of um, um, you know, universal justice, or whatever. But in a in a story, you know, I, I you really expect there to be some. He's not as rich in spirit. That doesn't seem much of a <laughs> punishment because <laughs> he's he's rich in material, you know. Yeah. Really interesting, and I kind of that's kind of what I feel here as well, actually. That um, yeah, I can appreciate the message. Mm. Um, you know, I, I I do I understand money is important. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, I'm not a hippie. But you know, uh, you're I'm post punk, hippie adjacent. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that money is in our society. We do need it, so I'm not going to be a. It's a it's a governing factor. It is, yeah, yeah. And having money probably does help you be happier if you don't have that to worry about. But I do generally go with the money can't buy you happiness, doesn't it? Fair enough. Generally, fair enough. Unless part of happiness is being able to settle your medical bills. Yeah. Fair enough. But I'm just talking as a general, <laughs> a general thing. Um, no, I was just trying to have the last word. Shall we? Shall we move on? Shall we go away and watch another episode? Let's. And then come back and see if there's anything wrong with that one. Let's digest that one. Oh, 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 but there was an elephant in the room. They were drinking purple wine. I love purple wine. And we're back in the room. Woo! We just watched episode 11. Yeah. What's it called? It's called One Fish, Two Fish, Blow Fish, Blue Fish. Did you car in every garage? Did you get the reference? I didn't. Know. It's Doctor Seuss, I think. One Fish, Two Fish, oh, One Fish, okay. Blue Fish. I looked in my fridge yesterday, and uh, on my housemate's shelf, mm-hmm. he had two things. 
One was a packet of ham, and the other was uh, a pack of eggs in a green box. Okay. So I shouted to my other housemate, Eduardo's got green eggs and ham. Mm-hmm. Shout was, out that that to was, Eduardo. That was the funniest thing I said yesterday. What's even funnier is you could have said, uh, I will not eat green eggs and ham because you're a vegan. That's true. Do you know? Vegan, vegan, vegan. Yeah. Um, right, well, we're already digressing. That might be my favourite episode to date. Really? I really, really like that episode. It was very good, wasn't it? Would you like to explain what happens in 12 seconds? Homer eats uh, a blowfish, eats, mm-hmm. gets poisoned, has a bucket list, doesn't die. Yeah, Fugu. Fugu. Uh, it's a really funny episode. Uh, really emotionally sincere, although we've argued about whether things are emotionally sincere or not. But if that was on the bright side of emotion, yeah, it like really he and Marge go through in a very light-hearted comedy way the process of dealing with the idea of going to die. Um, and the 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 setup is that you're kind of supposed to think he does die because he falls asleep listening to the Bible on tape, read by Larry King. Read by Larry King, the actual Larry King, yeah, not not same. somebody doing an impression. Um, and his falling asleep is kind of a collapse, and Marge finds him in the morning in what is kind of heart wrenching, even though you know, obviously they do twenty eight more years, so <laughs> it's I mean, absolutely even, not. Even if you watched it at the time, yeah, I'm sure you were like. You didn't think he was. Yeah, but at no point did you think Homer was going to die. <laughs> no, but it was done really nicely that you, you felt what they were feeling. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so much, so many good jokes. My my oh. list is is quite extensive. Is it burst busting? Bursting. Go on then. I wonder how many we've got of the same one. I only count how many points I've got. Thirteen points. Wow. Thirteen whole points. Go on then. Shall we take it in turns then? You do one. I do one. You <laughs> okay. Do one, yeah. Um. Now, we don't usually talk about the chalkboard or the cage gags no. because they're, they're crap. They're a bit rubbish. They're, just, mm. they're not meant to be amazing, are they? No. But I thought the chalkboard gag was good. It was good. Um, it just had Bart saying, I will not cut corners. And then he had that. Rabbit ears. Rabbit ears. Is that the technical term? It's not, but inverted commas to denote copying the line above. I yeah. don't know what the official term for that is. Okay, because as I was saying that sentence, mm-hmm. I had a horrible realisation of, I don't know what the word is. I don't know! <laughs> like when you were saying fugu. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know what that's called. If you know, then write into another podcast. Uh, that was someone yeah, who gives That was funny. That. Yes. So, it, 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 I mean, yes, it officially said... I will not cut corners, I will not cut corners, I will not cut corners, but using the shorthand. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, good joke. Uh, the first one that I wrote down is it's meatloaf uh, night and Homer won't wait for the micro- microwave because it's taking too long. And when it do- is ready, Marge shouts out, get it while it's unbelievably hot! <laughs> Which is just good luck because of the idea of things microwave being too hot. Uh, that brings me on to my next point, mm-hmm. actually, which is more of a question. Right. What is meatloaf? Meatloaf's amazing. Okay. It's like nutloaf. But imagine, instead of nuts in it, it's meat. That sounds horrible. Meatloaf is really good. I, I don't understand it. when Maybe in America they eat meatloaf too often. Okay. But for me, oh, if my mum so like came a, round with a meatloaf that she had... Yeah, what it, kind of meat is it? So it's minced up uh, beef. You could put things like liver in it, but anyone okay. who's... But it's like minced one, up, is it? It's, yeah, minced meat, 
but things like tomatoes and spices. So it's quite a spicy mix. And then you bake it so it, it goes all solid, and that's why you can slice it into slices. And then putting ketchup all over it is exactly what I think most people do. Okay, and you can go on our Facebook page and Alistair will put his meatloaf recipe. Yeah, meatloaf <laughs> is good. If uh, like uh, You're not missing any... It's not worth not being a vegan for. Okay. It's not that amazing. Not, not yeah. loaf guy. But um, and not because nut loaf is a really similar principle, and I I like I'll go for nut loaf. Would you yeah. have like gravy with uh, meatloaf? You could, but I mean ketchup is is I mean, kind of better. Normal, normally. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sure but ketchup yeah. isn't an, uh, a normal. Well, I don't know how old meatloaf is. Ketchup is older than you think. You know, <laughs> don't tell me what I think. Well, I mean, you're you're treating it like it's not a cl- classic recipe, because obviously. Catsup is, you know, is quite an old concept. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. Okay, was that your was that your bit? Is it my turn? Or... Yeah, yeah, it's your turn. Um, right. Um, Lisa does a very philosophical, it's the same every day, blah, 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 and tries to convince them to eat somewhere else so that they have something different from meatloaf or pork chops. And um, Homer just says, no, no, no. And she goes, please, Dad, this argument humiliates us both. I feel like that's this podcast encapsulated. Uh, yeah, that's fair. This podcast humiliates us both. Yeah. Fair. Go on, go on then, your turn. Well, that brings us to the uh, elephant yeah, what, in what? the room. Or the first elephant in the room. Oh, I didn't notice another one. Okay. Okay, uh, just a minute. I just want to make sure you haven't missed any of mine, but you go on. Because right, no, 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 this is this is the elephant. This is. I think this might be the biggest elephant we've had. Apart from black smithers or white Bart's Black Friend or uh, White Loom. Different kind of elephant. Yeah. These are just miscolorations. Yeah. This is a, a weird animation. This is a producer should have gone, why Why did you do that? Yeah. Yeah, okay, go on. Uh, so Homer tentatively starts eating sushi mm-hmm. and then starts really enjoying it. Loves it. He loves it. Um, to the point where he has one bit of sushi on his plate that he eats repeatedly over and over again in quick succession. And he doesn't go between that and another piece. It's the same piece. It's the same piece. Uh, 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 and not in a blur. Really, So you can clearly see him pick up a piece of sushi leaving the same piece of sushi in the... It's like really, sushi. really odd. Mm. Really odd, yes. Um, sort of out, guys. Yeah. Leads me on to the next point. While he's, I, I've got to say, this is not the elephant in the room, but this, I, I wasn't happy with the caricature of of a Japanese restaurant. It was somewhat dated. Yes, but I couldn't. I was looking to claim that it was Harry Shearer et al. Mm. doing horrible racist accents. I'm more comfortable with the fact that it, we at the end we checked and it, it was Japanese accent uh, actors um, self. What is the word? Self parading. Yeah. So I George, George Takei. George, he was Star, one of them of Star Trek and mm-hmm. social media and friend of the Simpsons. Um, yeah. So it was still a little uncomfortable, but it was a product of its time. But anyway, it includes all the tropes of a sushi restaurant at the time, including um, Bart and Lisa go to do karaoke. Surrounded, their own, they are the only Caucasian people in the restaurant because the rest are drunken Japanese businessmen, mm. um, which is kind of part of the, it being dated. But yeah. it was a fantastic scene because they're singing the theme tune of Shaft whilst uh, all the businessmen are kind of nodding along appreciatively. 
It's it, funny. It seeing, was funny. It's funny seeing Bart sing those lyrics, and with Lisa going shaft. <laughs> and, Damn uh, right. Yeah, yeah. It worked really. That really worked. Yeah. Sorry. I think the go. kind of the kind of language they were using was stuff that the Simpsons probably couldn't get away with. Yeah, because she, they were. It was a parody, and she was saying, uh, "He's the mother that you can't trust." <laughs> yeah. Who's the private? Who's the private dick? Who's the sex machine? With all the chicks. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was really funny. Yeah, because they're kids. That's it makes it funny. Yeah, that was good. Did you ever see the Father Ted episodes with Shaft? Uh, I must have done because I, I I don't think I missed one, but I can't place it. It's very funny. There's a very depressed priest, and I remember him. the one played by um, Tommy Tin. Yes, yeah, yeah. And nothing cheers him up until Ted plays the Shaft theme on like seven inch that he picked up at a car boot sale and then that that gets Tommy Tiernan's character out of his depression yes and then when he gets in the the bus to go home they're playing Radiohead Radiohead, (laughs) and he gets depressed instantly Um, which leads us on I'm skipping a couple but uh, Homer has a, a thing he wants to do with each of his children um, as as his bucket list, yeah. And uh, for Lisa, it is to go and listen to her play the sax. And he goes and he goes, oh, "Can I hear you play?" And she's confused, but lets him. And so she's just playing, and he starts crying. So she changes the tempo and the, the then the tune, and he's instantly happy yeah. in exactly the way you're describing. Um, and she plays when the saints come marching in. But he, he sings along, and goes, "I want to be in that rumba <laughs> when the saints go over here." Oh, over here! <laughs> it's brilliant. Just uh, that was the yeah. sweetest bit. I thought it, the, that was a, the, the it, perfect. It, the whole thing was beautifully observed. Mm. I th- like. I think we commented this on the Krusty gets framed episode and the one with that person whose name I can remember. Never remember. Did an excellent impression of. Oh, Harvey Feistein. Yeah. Um, Harvey We're going to get him on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Him and Danny Baker. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, but, yes, sometimes you get writers who just have so many good jokes that, that they include. It, it really, mm. it is like, it is their attempt and they really shine. Because what, what does he do with Bart? Oh, he gives Bart words he, of advice. He, um, teaches Bart how to shave. Yeah. And Homer's method of shaving is very similar <laughs> to mine. I was going to um, say, I, I didn't identify it with it, but I can imagine that you do. Yeah. My, my dad never taught me how to shave. No, not my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to figure it out for myself. And I still don't feel like I shave properly. Like, I, yeah. I bleed a lot. Especially, well, especially when I do the upstrokes. I shave just sat at my desk. Um, and so I don't even, I don't even wet shave. I've been trying to do it properly recently. Mm. I've got like, uh, shaving cream. I've got, a, I've got a safety razor. Yes, I remember you buying it. Um, yeah, to try and cut back on the plastic. Yes, but yes, the beautiful. But, but in I, this episode, I still cut myself, and I don't know why. But seeing Homer, seeing that Homer's what thirty something, thirty-eight, he's still cutting himself, so it's fine. Fair. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. It's a it's a beautiful scene, but he also gives some words of advice. Um, uh, yeah, it was like that when I got here. Yes. Yes. He says uh, the three uh, lines to live by are "Cover for me." Oh, good idea, boss. And it was like that when I got here. Yeah. Pardon me, I'm burping. Oh, um, Again, I think you can apply that to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, um, it was like this when we got here. If you had 24 hours, or yeah. 22... <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, we're skipping so many points, yes! There's too many jokes. We can't just go through it joke by joke. No, fair enough. Um, but if you had 24 hours, mm. what would you do? Uh, 
Do you know, I don't, I think the, the, the correct answer is to be aspirational and do all those bucket list things. Yeah. But, That's the only thing you can do. Right? But, well, no, because actually, I think I'd be more likely to go, nothing matters anymore, so I'm just going to eat pizza and sit in my underwear and, I don't know, play a video. Like, the kind of stuff that you kind of go, oh, I don't want to overindulge in because I've got to live a normal life. That out the window, I would just go, eh. 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 Yes. I'm just going to fill up on calories and alcohol and, you know, not not remember the last eight of those 22 hours. <laughs> um, realistically. Fair. Yeah. But aspirationally, I'd, I don't know, see all your friends once or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's the thing that uh, Homer nearly doesn't manage to do in this. He nearly cuts off going to the bub, but the bub, the bub, the bub to see his friends. Um but he is convinced to. He misses. He in three separate occasions. He has blocks of not doing what he's supposed to be doing. He sets the alarm for six o'clock in the morning so they can see the sunrise together. That was hilarious. Yeah, and the alarm goes off and he just hits it and then wakes up at eleven thirty, going ah because he's missed six hours of his day. And then when he goes to see his dad, there is an incredibly sweet montage of him doing things with his dad, uh, which leads us to the other elephant in the room. It's okay. a subtle one. He has this bucket list. He keeps on crossing things off when either he's done them or he's run out of time to do them. Every time it shows the bucket list, other different things are crossed off and not crossed off. Oh. <sighs> Come on, guys. Guys. Um, he's rude to uh, Burns. That was funny. Uh, Especially considering the last episode's events, yep. I, would, I would also be rude. There's a, there was a, I felt there was a similarity between these two episodes of this podcast. Uh, kind of I, this idea of I feel like the past two episodes that we've just watched mm. both had kind of themes and ideas that felt weird that they were kind of throwaway episodes. I don't they, they oh. weren't like season finales or saved mm. for a movie or something like that. But they, but they certainly weren't throwaway episodes. I didn't mean that. Mm. I mean, no, no, they're, they're both yeah. very strong episodes. Mm. But there was no, they weren't event episodes, and the yeah. themes that they kind of dealt with, I. I feel they would have been saved for event episodes on probably like you know season finale or something. Well, they were just dropped into the middle of a season. Well, I feel these are the spines of the season that hold it up, and the throwaway ones. The next one will probably be crappy. Okay, we don't know what the next one is. We yes, yeah, yeah. Don't don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, because I I think like Camp Crossy or something. Because. with any season, um, anything, um, you know, even Firefly, which is really good, blah, blah, blah. But lots of things that, you know, Game of Thrones, you get kind of ones where you go, well, this is a downtime episode. And, but, you know, so you, you have to have episodes. good ones on either side or, yeah. yeah. So I, I know what you mean, but I'm not surprised these are in the middle of the season because that's okay. when you need. And these are really, these are bang on mid season, aren't they? They must be, yeah, it was. Well, it must be halfway 10 through. 10 and 11, yeah. Um, but there's a lovely direction as well. Uh, he's waiting for Barney to change the wheel on the car, and he decides to run home. Was that a graduate reference? It could have been. kind of like the strummy guitar, and then he runs up to the window and. And bangs it, yeah. It was um, because it was a Springsteen y music. Yeah, so. Uh, sorry. Yes, sorry. It was Simon Garfunkel. Uh, yeah. That's trouble with reference humour. If you don't get it, but no, but it was it was really nicely done. It was. 
Also, sorry, I know I don't want to. We don't want to go through just joke by joke. And we are running out of time. We so. are. We're very much. I just want to say they did the five stages of grief thing, which is always a good go-to joke. So Doctor Hibbert was explaining to him the five stages of grief, and obviously Homer exhibited each stage of grief as it was said, which would be a rubbishy joke because everyone. Would if you ever mention the five stages of grief, that's the joke you make. Except the fact that the last one is acceptance, which is the payoff. And it's almost like whoever realised the or d- wrote that psychological thing wrote this punchline <laughs> to be used again and again and again. Because it's always funny. Uh, I got let off a job once. Mm-hmm. Uh, made redundant. And mm. um, when they did it, they were like, okay, now just, we're going to tell you about the there are five stages of grief, and I was like, <laughs> come on, guys. The job isn't that great. Yes, I think when I got made redundant, I went through the first four in my head, and then walked out <laughs> in the last fifth stage and went to the pub. Yes. Nice. Uh, so I think we're going to have to leave you guys at home with, with the five stages of grief. Yeah, so, we, we, mm. we don't need to go into them. Are you sure? Because they should be aware of what they're going to go through for the next 20 minutes. Wikipedia, right, guys. Okay, but yeah, uh, eventually you'll find acceptance and that'll be fine. Yeah. So we'll see you next week. Yeah. TT1, B Hutches.